thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. Real news, real health, real quick. Hi, I'm Brett Hill. And This Week in Wellness, sedentary lifestyles and poor sleep habits have been linked to fatty liver disease by Chinese researchers. The authors of the study, published to the Endocrine Society's Journal of Clinical Endocrinology and Metabolism, said that people with poor nighttime sleep and prolonged daytime napping have the highest risk of developing fatty liver disease, and that even a moderate improvement in sleep quality was related to a 29% reduction in the risk of fatty liver disease. The researchers analysed self-reported sleep behaviours from over 5,000 Chinese adults with fatty liver disease and found late bedtime, snoring and daytime napping for over 30 minutes were significantly associated with an increased risk of the disease. Our study provides evidence that even a moderate improvement in sleep quality is sufficient to reduce the risk of fatty liver disease, especially in those with unhealthy lifestyles, they said. As always, the links are in the show notes. And my opinion on this is that this is not surprising. You know, sleep is massive and it has such a huge impact on really all aspects of our health. You know, every single thing you can think of, sleep is going to help you do it better. And I think as a modern society, we tend not to be great sleepers for a whole variety of reasons, which I'll talk about in just a second. But I think what it also shows is that we just oversimplify things far too often. You know, we're talking about fatty liver disease and and so often the approach is to say, well, it must be about fat in our diet. You know, that was the easiest conclusion to draw. And then as time goes on, we start to learn that, you know, then maybe it's a bit more about sugars in our diets and they might actually be having more of an impact and then we start to learn that it might be about sleep um, and that there might be other factors that are come in and affect it and I think this really exemplifies what we do in health and in medicine far too often you know so people like to use the phrase food is medicine and I personally don't like it because you know a medicine is a limited tool to be able to treat a specific condition and I think food is much more than that food is a requirement it's something that your body needs in order to not just treat one particular disorder, but in order to function well. And so often, if we just look at what is the requirement of this one particular food to help with this one particular disorder, then we miss a huge part of the big picture, which is to say, well, what does our body actually require in order to be healthy? And that's a much bigger picture. It's not just one food. It's not just one nutrient. It's not even just food. You know, it's it's all aspects of our diet and our health and our lifestyle. And until we start taking this broader approach, until we start thinking of of our bodies as a holistic organism that can't just be treated with an A plus B equals C approach that can't be narrowed down to a double blind randomized control study, then I don't think we're ever going to see the changes that we'd like to see in terms of our health. And so yes, sleep is important. Yes, diet is important. Yes, movement is important. We need to address all of these different aspects of health and a whole lot more. But when it does come to sleep, then we need to start focusing on our sleep hygiene. And what that means is, you know, turning off your gadgets late at night, you know, not staring at the phone right before you go to bed. Darken the room properly, right? Get rid of that light, the whether it's the street lights or whatever it is in the evening, get rid of those lights that are going to disrupt your sleep, right? Limit the amounts of caffeine and alcohol, especially caffeine in the second half of the day. And alcohol, whilst many people think that it does help them sleep, the research suggests that over time it does the exact opposite. Make sure you're getting adequate amounts of exercise, right? These are all things going to help maintain healthy circadian rhythms, you know, reset your body clock, reset your circadian rhythms so that you have a better chance of getting a good sleep at night. And make sure you've got a good routine in the evening that helps you drift off to sleep. So practice good sleep hygiene, not to treat any specific disorders, but to generate good health. 
You've been listening to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. To continue the conversation, find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash This Week in Wellness. If you like this episode, I'd love it if you could leave us a review on iTunes. And for more information about this and other projects from me, head to drbretthill.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.